Welcome to another edition of the CBGS podcast, coming to you from Aspenwaite. Uh, my name is Mark Carey, I'm the CEO of Aspenwaite South East, and I'm very pleased to be here today with Mr Paul Waite. Hello Mark. How are you my friend? Welcome to Bridgewater Towers. Thank you very much. New head office. First time in the head office, very impressed, absolutely incredible. And we also have a very special guest with us today, internationally renowned, <laughs> singer-songwriter. Sorry, sorry. Why, why are we laughing? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're right, you are definitely internationally renowned. <laughs> uh, Mr. Steve Rogers, welcome Steve. Thank you very much. Steve with a D. He's Pleasure not, to be here. Yeah. People, have, people have died for that D, that's very important in our name. Mm. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so um, you've been involved with Steve for a few years now, Mark? I have. Well, I first met Steve when he came on to, I've got a radio show on a, a Thursday evening where we, we invite artists to come on and play live. And uh, I think it was Jane Judd, your manager, that invited you, uh, invited you along. And uh, it must have been about five I, or six years ago. I think ago. so. I came down with a band, didn't I? Yeah. Played a few songs. Yeah, it was good fun. And I think on yeah, that really night, enjoyed it. Will Johns may have been there as oh, well. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, the excellent Will Johns. Yeah. yeah. So Will Johns is uh, Eric Clapton's nephew um, and plays guitar incredibly superb. well. superb. Very, very good player. Yeah. Uh, so I was treated that, that <laughs> particular night to have Steve and also to have Will playing on the show. And then from there, we just we just seemed Kept to cross touch. paths continually, yeah, yeah. didn't we, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done various Well, you, you organised a tour for me. It was... Um, um, the Intimate Tour. Intimate Acoustic Tour. And where was that, in the UK? Yeah, it was great. Really, really nice. Did that go down well? It went down really well, actually. Yeah, you, you managed to get lots of bums on seats and, uh, and we had yeah. a lot of fun and we had uh, a great support with... Um, Frankie Swain. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really great uh, young lady. Yeah, Polk she's artist. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Doing well herself now, actually. Yes, good. Check her out on... Not surprised. Check her out on Google her, Frankie Swain. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we've, we've done various things together and work, worked on... A, we've both got an interest in a particular label. Well, you're a genuine guy, Mark, that's why. Thanks. It's like roulette. Friend. Is that roulette media? <laughs> yes, correct, yeah. 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 yeah, just to set the scene, so um, obviously Steve probably gets fed up to the back teeth of, of this, but uh, Steve is the son of uh, the legendary Paul Rogers, um, and I... And, and, uh, I, I, I allegedly. Noticed, I think he is legendary, actually. No, I'm saying allegedly. That oh, allegedly. <laughs> I think we all go there, because uh, I've had enough naughty people to deal with today, as it is. Um, so I actually, I was reading about your, your dad the other day, and he's uh, officially the 55th greatest singer of all no, time. No, but it changes, it changes. I mean, right. if, if you look under the rock... Things he's like top three between Rod Stewart and Plant and probably yeah. someone else. I mean, in my eyes, he's the best. Yeah, and mo- no, and most of, of the uh, most of those singers on the list would say, and I can say this, but they'll say that it's my dad. And my dad's so he's not like that. He doesn't doesn't believe any of it. He's like, nah, he doesn't think he's that great, but he's great. I think he um, knows he's good. Obviously, I I'm, I'm not sure that that live performance <laughs> of his, you know, um, singing all right now has got to be one of the most iconic. <laughs> Rock performances in world history, I would have said. Well, the thing it's is with, with my dad is he's still still great. Do you know what I mean? A lot of singers, unfortunately, they lose their voice mm. through either health or they just don't look after themselves very well. My dad's voice just gets better. And then I watch him because I support him in America and he's just so good. So good. You know? So when you support him, what, what, what do you play? Lead guitar? Or? Yeah, I just go in with an acoustic. And, oh, uh, acoustic guitar? Yeah, and then support Bad Company. And does your or, sister... Come with you sometimes, or she doesn't. We were in a band together for like Bowie, eight it? years. Yeah, and that was a great band. What sort of stuff did you play then? We started off. <clears throat> it was in the nineties. We started off doing sort of, um, I don't know, acid jazz. It was all sort really? of the time of Jamiroquai, and then we bin that very quickly wow. and got sort of rocky. Um, yeah, because you come from a sort of blues and soul. 
background, don't you? And like your dad's sort of rocky stuff. Yeah, I mean... What, what was that? What do you think? What, what influenced you that, in that way, do you think? Well, I remember when I was growing up, I used to go downstairs and, and borrow, inverted commas, my dad's albums, and they were just really old blues records. Okay. And so I used to be the most depressed 13-year-old because I'd be listening to the, the woes of like 60, 60-year-old black men singing about death and struggle and yeah. women and stuff and... And so I had to stop listening to it, but it, it left a, an indelible mark on my music because it's just, I, I wanted to talk about stuff that was real and that was honest. Like my dad, you know, he, he writes about stuff that um, is true. Yeah, that real. track you wrote together about uh, whoever it was, the shipyards or something. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't write that. It was, it was put forward to us. And my, <coughs> my grandfather comes from Middlesbrough and worked in the steelworks. Uh-huh. And so... And there's a line in it, fathers and sons. And so my stepmother yeah, yeah. said, well, why don't you get Steve to help you sing on that? And we both happened to be uh, in the same town in, in America at, at the same time. And there was a studio there. And so we went down and recorded it. And it was, it was, it was an honor for me, really, to watch him work in the studio and sing with him. <clears throat> it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine you've got very complimentary voices because <laughs> your dad's obviously got a classic rock voice. Although, I think I was saying to you, I, was, I, was, uh, I watched... Uh, your dad singing Imagine live with Queen right, uh, right. the other night, and I just thought wow. it was uh, quite an amazing performance. Because Imagine is one of those songs, to me anyway, you get a bit tired with, you know, it's all a bit cliched. And You're talking about John Lennon? Or, or yeah, John Lennon's Imagine. Oh, yeah. that's my favourite but, song. But, but, but your dad singing that, <laughs> it, it, it was just, he just sang it so beautifully, and it was, right, yeah. you know, to me, he sort of brought it to life, so it was, it was, it was like listening to a tired song that was mm. much more happening, you know, so... Uh, yeah, it's it's quite interesting because you sort of associate <coughs> Paul Rogers with a, a very rocky sort of sound, and obviously his his voice is much greater than that. It is, it is. He can definitely do the rasping stuff, but he has a lot of subtleties mm. as well. He can do. Does that influence you? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it has to. I mean, I've I've tried very hard. Not that I can sound like him because that would be impossible. But I've tried very hard to not sound like him, uh, in in okay. a weird way, <coughs> and to just. Uh, find my own voice but I can't help sound a little bit like him tonally you know that's just how it is we, we have the same voice, you? Very, um... yeah yeah it's, it's clear it's one of those voices <laughs> no, I, know, I know what you're saying no, that's I know obviously I thought, I thought you know, out of respect <coughs> to you the least I could do was, was to listen to a load of your material and, thank uh, you uh, and, it, and it, was, it was really nice actually because uh, my son who's also a uh, you know a, I don't know what you'd call it really a part time uh, musician buddy musician um, yeah uh, so he, he happened to be round, and I, I said, I, I'd really like you to listen to Steve singing this song, and then and right. so, and he, he he very much agreed with me. He loved uh, he loved your voice on I Will Grow, and oh, uh, thank you. he loved the, the acoustic on Sunshine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I, I Will Grow was a, was a track that was, was that produced by Ken Nelson? Yeah, that was produced by Ken Nelson. He that's did a very beautiful song. Uh, nice video too, actually. Yeah, that's, that's where I grew up. Yeah, love that Where, place. And that was in Guildford? It's in it? Guildford, yeah. You wouldn't think so, would you, looking at it? Oh, well, and not Guildford City, but the surrounding countryside is, is gorgeous. That's where I grew up. And, and that, Apart from growing up in London there? as well. How many years were you there? Well, okay. I was born there and spent a couple of years there, and then the house burnt down, so then we moved to right. London. And then I was in London for a, a long time, and then I moved back in my late 20s. Well, back to Guildford? Yeah, 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 yeah. And now, yeah. of course, you're in California for four years, you say. I know, flash, eh? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm in California. Yeah, yeah where beautiful. Um, just outside of LA in the desert. Oh, wow. What, yeah, what, yeah. Tra- what got you there? 
Um, good question. I was I'd been up and down uh, the UK doing all the gigs around here, and I just thought I want to try America now. So what's happened is I go over to America, and I end up coming over here to tour. Mm. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> are, are, are you actually? Are you actually? You know, are you acknowledged in America as a singer at all? I'm hugely famous in America now. Yeah. You probably, you probably don't know. Ironic, or you're being serious? Uh, no, it will happen. Um, no, I'm doing a lot of recording out there, and I do a lot. I do okay. gigs out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you deserve to. I think you know. I think. Thank you very much. You know, sometimes you listen. You, know, you listen to people. And there's no. There's no reason at all. You know, you've got everything. Well, the, the last album is, I think, um, very different to the, the new album. The new album's a lot. I think more, a lot more powerful, a lot more stronger. Um, so I'm really keen to get this one out. It's gonna be good. So what inspires you to write music? Pain, struggle. Is it? It goes back Everyday to those, things those blues. It really does. It goes back to the, the old blues players. That's, that's all I can do. I try and write happy songs. It's really difficult for me to write a happy song. I just I get bored with it. You know, it's got to have some sort of uh, something I can get my teeth into. Languish. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's just, just who I am. So. <laughs> I'll come up with a nice jointy, uh, jointy uh, pop song soon. You find it cathartic to write? Does it make you feel better? You know. Yeah, I mean, I, if you yeah. listen to most of the, you know, I remember hearing a thing about Aretha Franklin. She was going through a breakup. She walked straight into the studio and said, "Record," and they just had to come up with a song there and then because she had all this stuff in her. It's the same I've heard with Adele when she was going up with a breakup for Twenty One. I think the album. She walked in the studio in LA and she's like, "I need to record this now." It's that thing, you know, you're feeling something right there and you put it down. I'm sure Amy Winehouse was exactly the same. They're just very incredibly um, uh, emotional, very sensitive people, I think, and they, they need to get it down immediately, you know. Do you write for yourself or do you write for other people? No, I write for myself. Okay, and that's the most important thing to you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not bothered about anything so else. commercial success in itself isn't something that <laughs> defines you? or Yeah, it is. I want that too. You want that as well? Yeah, why not? Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good answer. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I agree with you. If you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, um, if you can be fulfilled and and make a buck, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is all about the music, and that's what I learned from my dad. It, he's not out to, you know, he understands you've got to make a hit, but it's also about music. It's about honesty and it's about uh, reflecting who you are as a person and not bending. You know, I mean, I remember him talking about going into an office and the record company said, "Right, we're going to change your name to the Heavy Metal Kids." And he was like, F off. <laughs> it's not happening in his Middlesbrough accent. It just wasn't happening. Whereas I think some of the others were like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. He wasn't going to do that. So obviously he ended up with Free. And that's, it was a great yeah. name, wasn't it? Perfect name, especially for the time. Yeah. <clears throat> You've played with Leonard Skinner, haven't you? I have, yeah. They were, they were on the... Free s- and Free Bird. Yeah, very cool. That's like a good link, I thought you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's <Yeah. laughs> <I said> one. <laughs> Yeah. Did the lead singer of Leonard Skinner get cr- killed in a plane crash or am I dreaming? Yeah, I think there's only probably two of them two of them left, I think. Um, they're an amazing band, actually. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like 11 of them. <clears throat> and then you've got the entourage and they've got so many trucks. And I, they're on tour with Bad Company, so they flip-flop uh, headlining and now I'm in support. And they've got this tour mapped out. And then while there's got a free day, so, you know, you need free days off in between, uh, like an off day, they get back in the van, they go off and do a gig. Mm, yeah. So they just, they love working. You know, they work, work, work. Yeah. 
test out. You talk to them in the States or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good bunch of people. And those were some, some big gigs as well, weren't they? I mean, I think, was it, was it the last bad company to 32,000? 30, I did a gig a few months ago. So yeah, it was 26,000 people. 26,000 people? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Going from 26,000 people's stadium <laughs> mm. to then the intimate gigs. I mean, do you adjust your performance in some way? Do you yeah, have to adjust your it's performance? it's always different. When, when you're in America and you're just doing big gig after big gig, you get very used to it. Sure. <coughs> Whereas here, <coughs> you're doing like a pub or a club or someone's front room or church or like a little vegan cafe and you just... You're just talking about that tour we did now. <laughs> yeah, but, but, it, but it is. It's, no, it's, yeah. all, it's very eclectic and I was like that before I, before I went to America. It's, yeah. So you don't know who the sound guy is. You don't know if they've got anything. And um, so er, that's, that's the interesting thing. So you have to be on your toes constantly. Whereas when, when you're on the road, you know that everything's going to be sort of the same. You know the food's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a changing room, yada, 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 yada. Um, so ironically, I, the bigger gigs are easier to do than the. They are, yeah, 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 yeah. True of many things in life. Yes. So at this point, would you like to choose a track that you think sort of reflects you that we can we can play? That would have been nice if you'd so have told me before, Paul. Yeah, I would have come up with something. You, you want no, me? No, to no, I mean, we'll play it. So yeah, okay, track that you that we'll we'll play for you. What we th- you think is something that you're proud of? And oh, my of my yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so not the album, not the first track, obviously, because you thought that wasn't representative of you. No, no, no. I will grow. It's great. I like that one. Um, let me think. What's good? Um, let's do sorrow. It's nice sorrow. and cheerful. Okay. <laughs> so um, enjoy, listeners. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Look like you don't know me Look like you don't know What we are doing here anymore I've been searching now forever For someone new Cause I've seen your lies Through and through all my sorrow Whatever you tell me I don't believe there's just too much love for me to grieve Oh, my soul You don't even know how I feel anymore Oh, no You don't even care what good love, my good love is for And then you twist I'm feeling better Cause of this Don't you know I gave you chances That you didn't take It's not my problem It's your mistake Or my sorrow You don't even know
on my soul Sins all in my mind What do you care? You can't even see the sadness Baby, that's there on my soul So that was quite uplifting for a sorrowful song. You think so? Good. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So what's the future hold for Steve Rogers? Um, I'm going to go back to California in a couple of weeks and finish off uh, a single that I'm working with uh, a guy called Gary Miller. He's worked with Bowie and um, all sorts of people. He's great. And uh, yeah, it's sounding really, really, really strong. So. Is there still a market for singles in the, out there, do you think? Yeah, I think it's all about singles. Is it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. And who promotes that for you? Is that something you get involved in, Mark, at all? Not direct, not directly anymore, but well, obviously we always try and support anything that Steve's working on. And I know Gary quite well as well, so yeah. producers and moving similar circles. Rob Cass is another producer that you've worked with in the past as well, and... I haven't worked with Rob Cass. He wants, to, but he wants to work with you. So there's Who producers doesn't? knocking on your door as well, aren't they? <laughs> no, I like Rob Cass. He's a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. They're all great. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm working with Gary, and it's it's working out good. So yeah. Have you got many people sort of on your side, or really pushing for you? You know, trying to promote you. And I do, thankfully. Yeah, things are looking very bright and cool. Good. You know, when you're positive and you put it out there, it comes back to you. So. Um, yeah, I'm very eager for next year. Are you? It's going to be a good year. It's going to be your breakthrough, is it? Yeah, it will be, definitely. Yeah. We like a bit of positivity, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and you're, you're going to take, you were saying sort of off air, you were, you're thinking of taking a bit more of a break from, from the touring bit and, and make sure you stick to getting in the studio a bit more and working on the songs. Well, I'll, I'll do both, definitely, for right. sure, because I, I love going out and playing live, but um, yeah. I am definitely going to be more focused on uh, recording. I've just got a lot of songs. Yeah. I've got a lot of songs that need recording, and, and without blowing my own trumpet, I think, <laughs> I think they're epic, so I, I want people to hear them. Yeah. Any, any potential, <coughs> any, any other artists that you might be getting involved in, in, or you like on the horizon, you might want to be talking to about working with you on those projects? Yeah, I've got a, a song called End of Time, which is a, a piano song, and I, I definitely... I have uh, some thoughts of who I want to help duet that, but I'll keep that under wraps. Top see, secret. See if I can get her first. We'll get it on the next podcast, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exclusivity. Yeah, absolutely. So how many instruments do you play, Steve? I play all of them. Really? Yeah. Including drums? Everything. Yeah? No, I don't. I play <laughs> I play, <laughs> I play uh, piano, uh, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, and uh, that's it, vocals. Okay. Yeah. Do I remember a story? I'm a mean whistler. Yeah, you are. This is 
you know you saw on Instagram I was on Abbey Road, uh, yeah. Abbey Road Studios. I didn't yeah. tell you the reason I was there. Okay. I was you there. did that with her? Yeah, because a friend of mine, Jenny Price, she's a great singer. She's got a great album. She's working there and she's got a 52-piece orchestra. Beautiful, wow. beautiful, really uh, themic and landscape type music. Very, very beautiful music. <coughs> and last time I was over in summer, I was doing a tour with my band. And uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, which we didn't know were mutual friends, called JD. He, he does harmonica on lots of old, you know, JD. And... Um, she was doing this album at Abbey Rose and she said, I, can you whistle for me? Because obviously he's a harp player and he's like, oh, I'm terrible. And I'm like, oh dear. And then, so he goes to the gig uh, in Putney to watch me, sees me whistling and goes, I found your guy. And she's like, what's his name? He's like, Steve Rogers. And, oh, I know Steve Rogers. So we knew each other from a long time ago. So basically I get to Abbey Rose through my whistling. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was good. It was, it was a great session. I <laughs> went down there, worked on one song, and they're like, oh, can you do this song and this song? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So wow. I ended up spending the whole day there whistling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the subject of whistling, <laughs> on Sunshine, I really like the, um, the sort of... Mm, in there. Oh, always, yeah. It almost sort has of a sort of native... Indian, it's Indian. Native North American Indian feel about it. Yeah, no, is it's, that deliberate? It, it's sort of Indian-Indian. So like um, Kash- oh, Kashmir and, and Led Zeppelin-y type thing. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely deliberately. What yeah. inspired you to do that? Led Zeppelin. Are you yeah. influenced by them? Yes. Are yeah. they people that you used to see when you were a child? People like Plants and Page? Yeah, there was. I, I still see them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> I... Um, Yes, but anyway, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into it. <coughs> but they're all very nice. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, just really, really cool people. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, earlier, you, the, the drumming. Uh, was, didn't Simon Kirk used to have his gold drum kit at your house or something? Was that? He did, and yeah. He was, and when you were li- I is he the drummer of is he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bad Company. Bad yeah. Company. Both. Well, both, actually, yeah. Yeah, so you're both right. Yeah, he's still in Bad Company though now. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's lovely. Yeah, nice guy. But I seem to remember, I can't remember if you told me the story, or if Dad told me the story, <laughs> that you used to play, go up there and play on those... I did. Mess about those drums. And just to Apparently I was win. a good drummer when a I was good, a kid, yeah, yeah. but uh, I can't what play happens? drums now at all. <laughs> I can do a mean... On my, you know, hands. <laughs> and are you the sort of person that has an eye for talent and tries to encourage young musicians? No, I try and put them off, because I don't like the competition. <laughs> 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 or like this bloodthirsty. No, no, not yeah. at all. No, I mean, last night there was some, and Mark will tell you their names. They're they're great guys and really, really talented. And so, no, whenever you see talent, you know, you you have to kind of go, wow, that's that's really cool. No, there's a lot of really great kind of. I think so. You know, doors that are coming. From and I think know. it's because of the time, because of the climate. You know, when it's like the 70s, when you got a lot of stuff going on in the world, you got a lot of kids going. In all genres of music, you know, they're dissatisfied and they're like, this isn't cool, but they express it through music. So, yeah, it's, sometimes it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. For music. We've, we've also seen some of the artists that we've, we've supported in the past, new artists coming through, younger generation, because of the nature of the internet and being able to access a whole different genre, different genres of music from yeah. 60s right up to, you know, noughties. Uh, they're being influenced by those artists that they wouldn't necessarily have been exposed to in the past. So mm-hmm. actually, there's been a you know the internet has actually been quite useful in that sense. So you have got, I think there's a, a band we work with called um, Oh no, the name escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Gentlemen a few, a band called Gentlemen a few. When I first met them, they were all about thirteen or fourteen, incredible musicians, uh-huh. and they were playing bluegrass. And I and wow. I said, How, 
why on earth are you interested in that kind of sound? I wouldn't expect you to be interested in that. Mm. And they said, well, we just, you know, we picked it up or we heard it on Spotify and we had this track and right, they right. were listening to Lead Belly as well and a bit of blues. Very and, cool. And of course now, five years down the line, they're out there doing their own bluegrass versions. Wow. So they were 13, 14? They were definitely, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Very cool. Great band. Yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up next time. I think one of the things that's interesting about music, I'd be interested to get your view on this, is there seems to me to be very little correlation between talent and success. With, with the exception of, obviously, the greats, you know, like Bowie and, you know, your Elton Johns and even your dad to some extent, you know. Uh, a lot of the really great, to me, anyway, a lot of the really great artists aren't necessarily commercially successful. Uh, and what, certainly one of the things that we do, um, we do a, uh, we're launching Aspenweight Radio in the new year and uh, we've been, I think we've done 50, 50 podcasts or so now. Mm. And one of the things that I try to do is, is to play music that is great, that people wouldn't necessarily, right. you know, be totally aware of. Right. And, it, and it's amazing, you know, how many great tracks there are, um, you know, that probably weren't even remotely particularly successful. Mm. Um, I don't know, I don't, that's probably something to do with the way the music industry is controlled, I guess, is it? Yeah, I'm trying to wonder whether that happens in other fields, whether people get to where they get to just on pure ambition. And they probably do, I, I don't know. It, you've got so many different um, genres of music. I don't think it really matters, you know, it's... You know, I know a lot of very talented people, but they they just don't <coughs> do anything with it. So oh, that's true. It's, as well. it's, it's yeah. a mixture of of ambition, you know, positivity, you know, making your own luck, that sort of thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I wonder sometimes if the people that control, yeah. you know, things like music, um, I don't know, it just doesn't suit them to. Uh, you know, it's easier to to support, you know, little mix or banana rama than it would. Yeah, be. sure. There's there's yeah. always that, and there's always they will always bring in, instead of bringing a new act in, they'll bring in, say, an old guy from the 80s or 70s who's got something new. They'll put that forward first. Mm. And that's just how it is. So, But I don't, personally, I don't let that influence me. You know, I, I, I'm the, of the feeling of, um, you know, if, if, the, if opportunity is a door, you know, and, and you can't get through, then you build your own door. You know, there's always a way through, you know, so... Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's the music business. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of smaller labels coming through now. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that we see and, and we can make comparisons, <coughs> as, as we know, Paul, from our in our position from from Aspen Weight. You've got the big corporations that just seem to be coming super cores, and then you've got the disruptors that are coming along as well. And so, if you, I mean, you we're seeing that in the music business too. So you've got the three big main labels mm. but you've got these small indie labels popping up mm. and again because of the nature of the internet they're able to get the get out to the market yeah we've seen an upswing in vinyl sales as well yeah because of small little presses that are popping up all around the world little independent yeah. businesses that are, and there's innovation going on in, in that space as well so that it's, it's, it's becoming it's always, easier to it's do. always been that so, way i think with music yeah you know there's someone will come up and they invent a trend so then the music business will follow that and try and find people who sound like that yeah and then if you're original they won't want to know you. And then suddenly if that original person breaks through, then the record company goes over to this person and tries to copy that one. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, you just have to stay original and, and just keep doing what you're doing. Mm, very good. So, you know, what, what makes you, what gets you the drive to, to play uh, little gigs like our event tonight? So we've got you uh, playing as our, 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 our great Christmas... Uh, well, because I wanted to meet you, Paul, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about you, uh, so this is uh, no, going to be a fun it's event. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Steve's going to join my brown nose club. I can see. <laughs> no, I will not join your brown nose. But, but it, I've, I've heard you're a character, and I wanted uh-huh. to meet you. But um, no, I, I like playing playing small, intimate gigs, and it's fun, you know. And you you still got the joy of that? Yeah, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the joy of it. Absolutely. Well, I guess you know you do get people sometimes that lose their mojo or you know just go through the routine. So it's quite nice that you've still got that. But that's that's another thing about doing all these different gigs. You. you I can understand how if you're doing the same gig all the time and they're all big gigs and stadiums, mm. or whatever, you can kind of get a little bit jaded a little bit. You kind of lose a little bit of the edge because it's the same. It's just like in any job. But I, I don't. I never get that because I'm always doing such eclectic things. So, yeah. And do you think, is, is California going to be home now? Or uh, is it just a... I, I don't know. I'm in a position, hopefully, where I can go backwards and forwards. I know it's not environmentally sound, but just just for the time being, I think, until I decide... And, and, and is it very different? Do you think is it a very different environment? You know, from your experience, or yeah. Well, when I landed, Trump was in power, so that was always a bonus, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very different. Yeah, I miss a lot of England. You know, we've got a lot of culture here and history and forests and a good curry. Um, that's well, you would be very important, desert, wouldn't it? So yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a real. It's a real contrast. I'm, I'm literally mountains, sand, and cactus trees and palm trees. Very different, yeah. It's got to be good for the solitude, though, and clearing the head. And yeah, do you do a lot of writing there, or where do you do more <clears throat> writing? Uh, I don't think it really matters where I am. Uh, yeah, I don't leave it to a place. I kind of it just. You know. Do you have days where you have going days, and ones where you just can't write, or or what? How 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 are you as a are you a mood writer? Or I'm a mood writer. Yeah, I will. And you write your own lyrics as well as, as yeah, the song? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have a team of 50 people in New York. They're called the... No. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit of a lazy writer, but I'm constantly writing, so I've got 100... What's a lazy writer mean? It means I'm lazy. So I have 100 songs, but I only finish the songs that I really, really um, feel very strongly about, and they just get finished very quickly. Okay. Yeah. And how do you, how do you, how do you do that? Do you record them very quickly, do you? Or? Yeah, I just, just do it on my iPhone, record them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then take it to a studio, obviously. Yeah, you got a local studio in in um, in, in California that you yeah, there's, there's a place in Malibu where I go and do that. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so anything at your end, Mark? You want to sign off with? Well, I was just gonna just gonna talk quickly about um, some of the work that you've been doing to date. Yes. Obviously mentioned that there was an album. There's two albums out yeah, there, isn't there? So. Well, I had an EP, which is just self-titled, yeah, Steve Rogers, and then the second one I uh, recorded with my band in Liverpool, and that's called Head Up High. Uh, and that was produced by Ken Nelson, who did... Um, Coldplay, wasn't all it? All the big Coldplay albums, yeah. and Snow Patrol, Ray LaMontagne, and Gomez. And then it was mixed with by Adrian Bushby, who did Muse and Foo Fighters. So I mm-hmm. got these two great people on board... For, for really next to nothing because I didn't have a record company at the time, and um, and we had a short amount of time in the studio, but it was great. It really came together really well, so I was really happy with that. Um, yeah, and then I've just been touring around with all these. I've been very lucky, obviously, because it's my dad. It's not I'm not getting these big gigs myself, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just sort of uh, yeah following on and. Yeah, it's great. So if any of our listeners wanted to to go out there and find any of your material, they can they can go out there and. Download yeah, you the can albums, go. You, all thank the you. Yeah, are all still there. Absolutely, it's on find iTunes, and Amazon, and uh, Steve Rogers Music dot com. And yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. Have a look. Follow you on Facebook, of course. And yes. All the fan clubs that are out there on Facebook for you, they can join those. Yeah, they can. I always, <laughs> always talk to my people. It's always good fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a wonderful lady called Lucy Pillar, who's a Brit, but she lives yes. in the US. Yeah. And um, she run. does she run all right now? It's all right, Arm, <laughs> which is the fa- fan club of Free, I think. She does, yeah. 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 But she also runs your fan club. She does. And she runs a, a n- number of fan clubs, but she's really good at making sure... Whenever there's a tour or whenever there's anything going on, not not just for you, but other artists as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's you know it's worth giving her a shout out. Lucy Pillar, check her out. Absolutely, She's a wonderful yeah. lady. She's and, lovely. Uh, always behind everything that we we're yeah. working on. Yeah. So yeah, nice to meet you both, and uh, let's have a good Christmas. And hopefully, uh, the UK is going to cheer up soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so. I think it's, it's, it's pretty cheery and. In Aspen Wakeland, it's fantastic. That's good. So I think this is, you know, it's quite a quite a defining uh, day for us, really, because uh, okay. you know we're um, so we're launching Aspen Wake Radio in the new year. We've right. made a big investment in uh, in recording studio, and we've got big plans for uh, how we're going to use media, which will also include actually, you know, talking about the point I was saying about you know, whether you whether you're sort of person that sponsors talent yourself. So one of the things yeah. one of the things that we want to do is very. In keeping with our sort of overall message, is uh, is, is is to basically encourage and support uh, people who may not you know be successful without us and, and give them a bit of a break. You yeah, know, and, that's really nice. And um, you know, help people to record albums <laughs> and, uh, and and generally promote them. You know, so um, you know, it's been it's been really nice to to have someone of your uh, your background and stature to. Well, I appreciate to it. Thank you. Experiment on, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I think um, you know one of the things that uh, you know. I think you know. I think music is a is a great gift to humanity. And I, you know, I, I I I can't imagine what my life would be like if if I wasn't able to listen to music. And it's been um, it's been really nice this week. Uh, you know, listening to uh, a whole selection of your tracks, oh, which, which you. vary you know very much from you know very sort of um, ballady and soulful through to quite uplifting. Mm. Uh, and then uh, one of the records we're going to play in a minute, which is Sunshine, which is which is um, sort of very acoustic, but um, it's got a certain sort of thrashiness about it, if you don't want me saying, you know. And Right. There, uh, there is a recorded version of that you can play. Yeah, no, I've played both of them. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I, 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 like them, I like them both in different ways, you know. Okay. There's a rawness about the, right, right, the one right. where you're sat down, you know. Oh, okay. Um, which, which is, I think, the second track on that's so, all, all you're going to get from me tonight is a lot of rawness. Yeah, that's you know all that. you get behind that. <laughs> so um, we're going to... So we really want to thank Steve Rogers for uh, taking the time out to uh, to travel all the way to Bridgewater tonight, and that we've got the uh, the, the Asper eternal joy of, of of seeing Steve actually in action uh, live this Steve evening. Um, and for those of you that want to want to want to treat and uh, listen to these two tracks when you get a bit of minutes, so we're going to play out tonight with "I Will Grow" and then "Sunshine," uh, two very different tracks, and I think um, they they show uh, the full facet of. Hopefully, of your repertoire. Yes, thank so you. Again, well, thanks, Very much. thanks again, Steve. Well, it's been a pleasure. I really, thank really you. hope that you achieve the success that you deserve and you aspire to. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Good Cheers, to see you. And thanks, Paul, for allowing me to, <laughs> to come along and co host today. It's been lovely. Yeah, we didn't mind you. We weren't too well, bad. Sp- speaking of people who sponsor other people, Mark does that with his record company. He's yeah. very ethical about, I mean, you call your record company like a stepping stone where you help and you nurture young talent. Yeah. Yeah, springboard. Springboard. Sorry. Springboard for, for right, talent. Springboard, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what we look at. Yeah. So, so the yeah the the idea is to create a platform that people can come to. Yeah. 
work together, learn from, and I'm not trying to capture that talent, just springboard yeah. it to the next step. Because yeah. as we all know, that it doesn't matter what business you're in. Mm. You know, if you if you haven't got those additional support mechanisms to get you through to the next step, mm. you're static. I think that's You've great. I think it's really yeah. positive. And I think that's again that's part of the, the ethos of Aspen Weight across the board is to continue to support mm-hmm. whether it be a business, an artist, uh, it's about springboarding that talent forward. So we're all pretty good people here then, aren't we? We're not bad, are we? Yeah. Hey, Mark, sounds <laughs> like a deal. Oh. <laughs> On that bum note. <laughs> when did the rules change? When did I find out the life was harder than I thought? When did I grow up? When did I realize there's so much more for me to learn? So I will
Somebody, baby, how you there? 